Good evening. Welcome to our Wednesday evening Bible study. And uh, we're hearing the nearing the two-month mark of not being able to meet to come together in the church building for services. And of course, we're anxious for the day when we can we can once again come and gather, gather in the building as a church. But in the meantime, we thank the Lord for what we're able to do, and that's live stream. And we're glad you're joining us. I have a couple of prayer requests I want to throw at you before we get into our Proverbs study. Uh, please pray for Florence. Uh, Florence is in the hospital. I uh, don't know exactly what's wrong, but uh, if you would, just keep her in your prayers. Pray for Evelyn. And uh, Evelyn's in real serious condition and really, really, really needs our prayers. So pray for her. And uh, pray for Suzanne. Suzanne's cousin passed away, and uh, she's in bereavement. And the Beamer family. And uh, Gary Beamer passed away this week, and uh, just pray for the family. Open your Bibles, if you have your Bibles there, to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, and tonight we're going to try to conclude Proverbs, if you will. We're going to do a little, I'd say, I'd call it review of, of what we've looked at uh, in our study of Proverbs. But I want to look at the first seven verses of Proverbs chapter 1. The Bible says, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Once again, Lord, our hearts are burdened about being able to meet in the church house, and we just ask you to facilitate that quickly. You know the need, you know the desire. In the meanwhile, we pray that you bless our efforts here as we live stream. I pray that folks would tune in and and Lord, what we're going to say, what we're going to see from Proverbs would be a help and a blessing. We need you. These are difficult days. We need your, your wisdom, your guidance, your leadership. And I need your anointing that I might be your spokesman, your messenger boy once again tonight. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, God has provided a quick reference guide, if you will, to wise living. The hundreds of pithy sayings recorded in the 31 chapters address crucial concerns of daily human life. I've often said book of Proverbs is practical wisdom that you can plug into your life day by day. These sayings are not the distilled wisdom of the ages, but are the perfect wisdom of God for all ages. They're not just clever or smart or logical deductions of human reasoning. 
The Proverbs are actually counsel from God, and they reflect his desire for all persons to fear God and keep his commandments, according to Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Now, tonight we're going to look at different things here, and the first thing we want to look at is uh, review the purpose and maxim of Proverbs. We're going to review the purpose and the maxim of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 1, we've read the verses. Solomon presented five valuable purposes for studying and heeding Proverbs recorded in the book of Proverbs. Each of the five purposes has value in its own right. However, the five purposes should be understood as somewhat interdependent and progressive, leading to the full benefit of the book. The reader of Proverbs should strive to achieve the full value offered in Proverbs. And uh, in chapter, or verse 2, I'm sorry, 2a, we find to know wisdom and instruction. And we see there that Proverbs offers an informed mind to know wisdom and instruction. Proverbs provides knowledge for making skillful, morally disciplined choices. The word wisdom there as it's used means skill, as in the sense of a craftsman. It also carries the idea of prudence in religious affairs. Instruction carries the idea of moral discipline, correction, and chastening. The skilled craft person must be disciplined in his or her work. The informed mind is a mind that skillfully applies moral discipline to daily life. I'm going to say that again. The informed mind is a mind that skillfully applies moral discipline to daily life. The informed mind is one that's able to take what Proverbs tells us and put it into use. And then the second thing, it's an insightful mind to perceive the words of understanding, verse 2 tells us. The informed mind must develop perception, must develop insight, if you will. Insight is that ability to compare concepts or situations and choose the moral way over the easy or self-gratifying way. The informed, insightful mind not only knows the right thing, but it perceives the right way. And then there's the disciplined mind. Verse 3, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. To receive, that word receive means to take or to seize or to take away. The outcome of acquired information and insight is a life managed with consideration of the noble concepts of moral rightness. A disciplined person moves beyond living life merely on the basis of rules and regulations. The disciplined person understands and values the moral reasons that undergird or support the rules and regulations. I would say the the disciplined person understands the why, not just the what. And then there's the 
discerning mind in verses 4 and 5. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. The word subtlety expresses the concept of wisdom and prudence. The discerning mind not only is able to know and do the right thing for the right reasons, but it also achieves the ability to proactively grow in and prepare plans for moral living in ever-changing life situations. In other words, he learns how to live and and, uh, in preparation for the decisions that will have to be made, preparing themselves and discerning in their mind. And then there's the deep mind. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark saying. A fifth purpose of Proverbs addresses the hard issues of life that require deep thinking. The word dark there, to understand a proverb and the interpretation of words of the wise and their dark sayings. Dark carries the idea or the sense of being difficult or perplexing. Listen, not everything's easy to discern. Not everything's easy to understand. Not every decision is an easy decision to make. Sometimes deep thinking is needed when normal rules and regulations and experience and plans are insufficient. Deep thinking gained from a diligent study and faithful practice of Proverbs permits a moral interpretation of life's dilemmas and perplexing situations. Now, at first glance, it seems, might, might seem that the five purposes of Proverbs present a type of intellectual uh, hierarchical ladder, if you will, to moral living. And, and that's, that's true to some extent. A serious and prolonged study of the wealth of Proverbs will lead to an increasingly profound moral life. Listen, you get your nose in the book of Proverbs, it will help you to live a more profound moral life. But the five purposes we've cited have a more general and pervasive goal. Simply stated, these purposes focus on helping readers respond wisely and skillfully to the daily and common issues of life. We understand this response to be what pleases God and his perfect ways. And so the the Proverbs, uh, the purpose there that we're talking about, and the fivefold purpose is to live Proverbs on a daily basis. And that's... I advocate folks read the Proverbs on a daily basis and read a chapter that corresponds to the day of the month. And uh, I've I've done that for years. And uh, it helps you to live Proverbs in your daily life. So we see fivefold purposes of Proverbs. And then we see the major maxim of Proverbs. The general truth or the general foundational principle of Proverbs is concisely stated as the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Verse 7. 
This maxim includes both the prerequisite for knowledge and a pronouncement against those who disdain wisdom. The words knowledge, wisdom, and instruction are all used in that one verse, verse 7. And they, they're all used to describe the outcome of learning. Knowledge, wisdom, instruction. Each word has its own particular meaning, but all three convey the same general concept of informing the mind about correct moral living. The prerequisite for knowledge, then, is the fear of the Lord. This beginning, as the verse says, is the starting point. When a person starts with a fear of the true God, and by the way, I talked about the fear of God on Sunday, and when we use that phrase, fear of God, we're talking about an appropriate, respectful, and reverential fear of and submission to our awesome God. It's not terrorized. Reverential respect, if you will. When one starts with, with that, with that fear of the true God, he or she is set to initiate the quest for knowledge of spiritual things. But anyone who rejects the starting point is labeled as a fool for disdaining wisdom and instruction. The fool is one who pays no places, no value or moral understanding <clears throat> on moral understanding and despises the need to acquire knowledge. The fool says, I don't need to acquire any knowledge. I'm smart enough, fool. Such an individual has no hope of succeeding in life as a person worthy of trust and respect. So we look at Proverbs 1, 1 through 7, and we see that it presents the grand purposes and the maxim uh, for the study of Proverbs. It sets down a guarantee for the diligent student of God's Proverbs who humbly acknowledges and submits to the Lord. Wisdom is promised to that individual. I don't know about you, but one thing I really desire is godly wisdom. And uh, much of it can come from the book of Proverbs. So we see the re re review of the purpose and the maxim of Proverbs. But the second thing we see, I'm sorry, let me put these up there for you. The pre prerequisite is the fear of the Lord. And uh, you'll not gain knowledge till you fear the Lord. And the rejecter is a fool. And then the next big point is the review of the practical method. The practical method. This is the method that we've looked at when we've studied Proverbs in this study. We had nine sessions in this unit where we looked at different uh, steps, if you will, issues that have to be dealt with and how Proverbs relates to it. This practical method consisting of four sequential steps was presented to the learners so they could learn to apply the wisdom of Proverbs to other areas of life after the study has ended. So we've given you four sequential steps in order to, to have wisdom uh, even over and above Proverbs for practical life. So the four steps, number one, identify. 
identify a life issue and as needed, the common words of the world's wisdom. Identify a life issue and as needed, the common words of wisdom offered by the world. Identifying the wisdom of the world can enable learners to see the perfect wisdom of God in sharp contrast. So when you're dealing with things, look at what the Bible has to say, look at what the world has to say, and note the contrast between the two. So we see identify, identify an issue. And then the second thing is study and understand God's wisdom. Study and understand God's wisdom. Knowing God's word is crucial to living an effective, durable Christian life. Study and understand. Let me just say this. The book of Proverbs is a wonderful book, and it's full of practical uh, tips for living daily life. But in order to know them, you have to study. You have to read them. And sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, thinking and, and uh reading and studying in order to come up with, with the final truth that you're looking for. In other words, not all the Proverbs are straightforward and easy, but they're all applicable. Then the third thing, apply God's wisdom to the life issue. So you've identified an issue. You've studied to understand knowing God's word is crucial to, to the issue and then apply God's wisdom to the life issue. Relating truth to oneself is essential to growth in wise living. And then the fourth step is choose and practice. Choose and practice an appropriate response to God's wisdom in daily life. Living out what the scripture teaches because it has been related to life is the fitting conclusion to seeking the wisdom of Proverbs. Listen, we don't just want to know what Proverbs says. We want to be able to put it into practice in our daily life. So we see the review of the practical method. And then the next thing we want to see is the review of the wisdom of God summarized in this series. We've taken different issues and looked at the wisdom of God, how it's presented. Nine life issues is what we dealt with. And each issue was presented as a separate study and followed the practical method that we've been talking about in order of seeing what God has to say about it. Each session offered an opportunity for us to summarize this wisdom in, in a brief statement. And uh, each of the nine Bible outlines of Unit 2 offered a suggested summary of God's wisdom of the life issue under study. These summary statements are as follows. So we're going to kind of backtrack to what we talked about and look at the, the suggested summary, if you will, of that life issue. And the first one we want to talk about is the wisdom of godly discipline. The wisdom of godly discipline. Discipline is an expression of love and has restoration and good as its goal. That's what we found in Proverbs. I'll say it again. Discipline is an expression of love and has restoration and good as its goal. And uh, Hebrews tells us that God loves, who God loves, he chastens. And Proverbs tells us the same thing. And so 
when we're being chastened of the Lord, it's actually a display of love. And when we discipline our children, we're showing love to them. The Bible says he that doesn't discipline his children doesn't love his children. So we see the wisdom of godly discipline. The next one we saw was the wisdom of a good reputation. And here's a summary statement for, for that. A good reputation is an expression of who God is and what he is like. It is the basis for positive and productive interaction with other people. A good reputation is an expression of who God is and what he's like. Hmm. And it is the basis for positive and productive interaction with others. If you don't have a good reputation, you're going to have trouble interacting with other people. Hmm. Then we saw the wisdom of sexual purity. Sex within the bounds of God's bountiful design for mar marriage is a gift from God to be enjoyed. Sexual purity is God's will for all people at all times. There's the principle. And then we saw the wisdom of a humble heart. God hates pride. We saw that in Proverbs 6. We saw it over in Peter. God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. God hates pride. But God loves humility. Anything that expresses a disdain for pride and a desire for humility is also an expression of wisdom. Then we saw the wisdom of hard work. Hard work done as unto the Lord is good. It provides opportunity to express stewardship and a good witness for God. And then we saw the wisdom of a generous spirit. God is generous even to his enemies. Think about that for a minute. Generosity is an expression of concern for other people. It is a means to blessing, but not a means to gain blessing. And then we saw the wisdom of appropriate words. Words have impact. Words have impact for good or for evil. Words that heal help build up others, while words that hurt can destroy the spirit in other people. Appropriate words. Boy, we need to be so careful about what comes out of our mouth. It can, it can be hurtful. It can be helpful. And then, oh, the wisdom of being truthful. God is truthful and always tells the truth. Lying, in Proverbs 6, is condemned by God. God's people ought always to be truthful. And then the wisdom of being a faithful friend. Hmm. A faithful friend. Friends are faithful in good times as well as in bad times. Friends tell friends the truth and even confront them with the truth when it's needed. Being a faithful friend lives up to the, 
to the proverb of speak the truth in love. A faithful friend does that. Wisdom, an essential resource for sound living. But it seems like wisdom today has fallen on hard times. And this seems like this is true even among believers as well as those who don't know the Lord. In contrast, wackiness as a way of life seems to be thriving. Sadly, this wackiness seems to be the practice of believers as well as those outside the faith. We see a lot, a lot of Christians doing a lot of things, saying a lot of things, acting in a lot of ways that we can't reconcile with the Bible. And that ought not to be. Christians ought to get into the book of Proverbs, learn what godly wisdom is. It all starts with fear of the Lord and then build that godly wisdom into our everyday lives and practices. That's what the book of Proverbs was for. Solomon writing to his son, practical wisdom for his son to live by. And now God's given it not just to Solomon's son, but to all of God's children as guides for our life. How are you doing with that? Let me challenge you. If, if you're not in the habit of reading Proverbs, let me challenge you to begin. It's not a hard book to read. Read one chapter every day of the month, the chapter that corresponds to that day. And... Um, couple of months, you'll miss chapter 31, so you have to double up. February, you really run short. But read it, read it every day and see if it doesn't make a difference in your life and doesn't help you to think better and uh, make decisions better and, and have a better understanding. It's a wonderful book. We need to take advantage of it. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for the book of Proverbs. Thank you for the truth that it brings us. Thank you for the study we've had in Proverbs. Help us now to apply what we've learned. Help us to be students of the book of Proverbs, not just the book of Proverbs, but your word in general. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And we ask all this and pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.